With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Coaches, welcome to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. I am your host, Coach Bill Flitter, and today I am joined by Coach Charles, who is a coach. Uh, he's coaching fifth grade girls out of Iowa, uh, and I wanted to get Coach Charles on the phone because he has a question that a lot of uh, our Facebook group members have and other questions that I always get about running the right offense for your team. So, Charles, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So can you give us a, a, a bit of background on the team, maybe where you're coaching, how long you've been coaching, and your general, I guess, your general struggle? Yep. Uh, so I'm coaching a fifth grade a club team, um, girls. Uh, we've got two teams. We're the, we're the B team, so not, you know, not the best players, but still got some good players sprinkled in there. Uh, this is my third year coaching. I've coached with the same club for this is my third year now. I've been the assistant mm. coach the past two years, and then this year I'm the head coach of the B team. So, you know, trying to research how to coach and kind of came upon your your resources yeah. kind of through that. Uh, basketball background: I played in high school, and like I still play today, just pick up games and like to watch. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of the background of. Of me myself. Perfect. And then uh, tell me uh, a bit about what uh, your struggle is with your fifth grade girls. Um, just with kind of what offense to run. Um, I came across your materials and it kind of focused a lot on the five out, and I I really like that. Um, trying to teach them to read and react, and you know, kind of 
do their own do their own thing. What I ran into when we for the first couple of games is there's a lot of like standing around and the girls weren't really like playing or trying to do much. Like the guards would kind of kind of dribble and put their head down and wouldn't really try to you know see see the court that type of thing. So I started mm -hmm. to wonder if maybe we should try to do a more of a continuity continuity type offense where they know where to go and don't have to worry about making a decision but ultimately i would like them to be able to you know just play just kind of see what the defense gives them and, and, and make a decision if i need, need to drive or, or pass a screen and, and try to you know take what the defense gives you mm -hmm. um but so far from the games that we've had we haven't done a whole lot of scoring uh not very much winning i think you know we very rarely score over 10 points but it's it's getting a little bit better but i kind of wanted to pose that question if maybe we need to try to structure our offense in a different way yeah yeah it makes sense and and what defenses are you usually running into man or zone um both? usually usually man a lot mm -hmm. of the tournaments that we do do not allow zone which i appreciate yeah since we can't really shoot much farther past 10 or 15 feet so right right Okay. There's there's full court presses that are allowed, and we've only been pressed like once or twice. Yeah. And tell me the makeup of the team you have. That you know, are you big, small for your age group? Ball yep. handlers, oh, one, two ball handlers, maybe a, you know, kind of. Yeah, go we got about we got eight girls. We've got two that are mm -hmm. taller than average, and mm -hmm. they're probably our best opportunity to score. So I'm trying to figure out how to get them the ball more we've got mm -hmm. three or four guards who can dribble fairly well mm. one or two of them better than the other ones and then two others that are more of a three or four type player that's kind of kind of hit or miss if they're able to do much yeah okay that makes sense and then right now again you've experimented with kind of a five out some read and react sounds like um and just kind of Sounds like you're not scoring a lot, so you're looking for scoring opportunities. Right. Yeah. And what I did at the last tournament is I put our five at the free throw line just to make it easier to and I said the first you know, mm. the first thing that you do is get it get it to the five at the free throw line, do a give and go, or the five can do like a pick and roll, just to say this mm -hmm. is how you have to start it, just so they do something. Do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, and that's that's been so far out of the games we played that's worked the best um but still kind of wanted to talk through some other yeah options yeah yeah, yeah 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 you know and it's funny too because i i i've coached uh third through high school and i never had superstars either so i mean i just had average average players um you know and we try to get them better of course along the way and i was a bit frustrated with an emotion offense because there was that ball watching on the weak side, right? Uh, it was like, okay, they don't their basketball IQ isn't enough to know what should I do, right? So they weren't taking away the defense, and then read and react with got a little bit better, but then some similarities in not knowing what to do, mm -hmm. and what I just kind of realized, like I need something that gets everyone involved because i want everybody to learn and grow and right they're like you said you know fifth grade girls so they have a long potentially a long future in basketball 
and you have a mixed bag, right? You have some girls that can dribble, some that can't, some that, you know, you know, barely can, uh, you know, walk up or run up and down the court, right? So you got this big group of uh, or vast uh, talent level. And, you know, I was thinking, well, I've tried a bunch of different things. Um, and one conclusion I made was all the, 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 the players at this level, in this talent level too, they need to know what to do. And I hate set offenses, of course, and I hate plays, right? This is something for them more to remember. And I don't, how, how often are you practicing? We go twice per week. Once is the whole club, the two teams together, trying to do skill work and drills and that type of thing. And then the other is supposed to be a team practice where we can work on plays and things specific to our team. Yeah. We've had some problems this first, this fall. We've had just conflicts for whatever reason on our team practice days so we've had less than we'd like mm, to yeah. get together and how long are each practice uh one hour oh wow so you with the skills and the team practice you got two hours every week is that correct yeah well okay yeah so you're limited on time as well which right doesn't help things okay uh okay so one of the things that i discovered and i don't know what offense or what um in particular you were talking about but i recently created the blitz motion offense or uh or blitz attack offense because i was i just couldn't find the right solution for my issue that i had with this mixed bag not a lot of practice time um you know the basketball IQ necessarily wasn't there right away and when i started experimenting i it actually started with kind of um I was looking at Zoom and then I thought, you know, Zoom action with the down screens. And I thought, well, how can we incorporate that into more of a motion continuity type of offense that keeps everybody moving on the offensive side, which then in turn keeps the defense moving? Uh, And how can I let my horses run and those that are not so comfortable, they're still in development, still be involved? So one of the things that I came up with was the the blitz attack. Um, and basically what that is, is um, you your ball handler, handler dribbles out one side, that person goes, sets a down screen. So, um, and it's a five out, it's a five out setup. And you put, to start the offense, you put your two, best players down in the um, corners because they're going to be getting set a down screen from both sides, weak side and strong side. So what happens on the strong side, then once you set those down screen, you, the, your best, one of your best players comes up and gets a ball handoff right away. And then what you have on the weak side is you actually just created a triple gap. You basically cleared out the weak side because that person is down setting a down screen Okay. Mm-hmm. And then once they have that down screen set, um, they're, they're patient. But what I love about it is if that, if your player can't turn the corner and get to the basket, you just come right back up and get another ball handoff. Um, okay. And and that's where the con- kind of this continuity, everybody's doing something. And to begin with, they have a very um, strict pattern. Okay. okay. Then what happens? And let's see if I have something real handy here. I can uh, 
at least those people who are watching on video will be able to see this. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Um, then what you basically have is your horses can go to town and if they can hit that corner, um, then they, they're off to the races and getting scored on or getting scores. So here, let me see if I can bring this up here. Just popping up. Okay. So that's how I kind of solved that problem. Honestly, that, you know, it took me a while to kind of come to that too, where how do I get everybody involved? How do I let those players that are good, you know, make the reads that they need to? Um, how do I help those players who, you know, are still developing, get involved in the action? And I've run this now. It's kind of like two years in the making. Uh, I've run it, um, from fourth grade on up i'm actually now um i have a newer team uh third graders that third and fourth graders that i'm going to be rolling it out to uh, very shortly and i'm going to yeah. share my screen so again if you're looking at this live um can you see my screen coach yes okay um okay if you look in the upper Upper left here, uh, you can kind of see. Is that is that big enough? Let's go back. Let's see if we can get one page. Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There we go. I can read it fine on my end. But yeah, sure. Okay. There we go. So kind of phase one is, like I said, you have your ball handler dribbling out the two who then went and set that that down screen and the four comes out of that for the ball handoff. So this is kind of the phase phase one on the right side, layer one, phase one. Um, again, you got that down screen, down screen on both sides, uh, ball handoff. And then what we're teaching in this case, the three and the five in this corner is to be patient. Right. It's the only thing they really have to do is to be patient and look what's happening. Because now what do you have? You actually have four people down in this corner, which leaves this triple gap a lot of times. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then out of that, um, you have your roller. So as you were talking about your big, right, this could be a possibility for your big to roll. Right. Um, and you have opportunity to score as well. But that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get into the lane and clear out the lane. And if it's not there, as you can see, you're, you're kicking out and basically starting it all over again. Right. So in the case where if one, 
you know, one comes out and depending what side you get the ball, then they just continue, um, continue back into the pattern. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's ball handoff, ball handoff. Now, what we do a lot of times is, uh, especially for the younger teams, I will have them run, um, run the ball, the ball handoffs on both sides, just to get the defense shifting and moving, right? And at max, the girls are taking three dribbles from one okay. side to the three or four dribbles. So there's not a lot of they're not putting the ball to the ground a lot. And it's in a good position it's above the key, right? Uh, you know, they're and they're going left to right um, versus downhill. And uh, at I will yell out "go," and at that point, because I'll start seeing the defense loosen up. And what I'm teaching them is to make those reads. Like, where is this gap happening? Right, and to hit it. Right, and again, your more talented players will see it right away and try to get and make a basket. Um, and it'll take some other ones, a little bit of time and confidence boosting to get to a spot where they feel comfortable taking that gap and, and driving in that gap. Cool. Uh, yeah. And then we also, like yeah, go ahead. I just, cause trying to get everybody involved. Cause a lot of times I'll just, you know, talk about one or two players do this and then, you know, got some people on the side wondering what they're supposed to do or just kind of watching. Right, exactly. And here everyone is involved. And basically, if I boil it down into a nutshell, you're setting two down screens and coming off of those down screens to get a ball handoff, right? That, at the very base level, that's what you're doing, right? And if you want them to roll, they can roll. But, um, and what we do is we roll, you can see like one, uh, let's see a better picture here. Uh, one rolls and, and, or they can go down and set a down screen for two. So we're, you know, and that really up to how you want to do that. We do a little bit of both um, and depending on what phase we're doing, but yeah. And we run it against a zone. I think I have that. I'm sure I have that in here too. Um, we see we see a lot of two three zone, so it's perfect for okay. that as well. Um, yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot of zone yet, um, but if we do, it'd be nice to have something that's kind of interchangeable. Yeah, that's what I liked about it too. Is um, there's a lot of reads. This is what you're seeing here, but let me find the zone stuff. Okay, here we go. So uh, let's start with the two, three. That's the most common thing that we see. Is, so in a two, three, you got your three here. Um, this is probably one jump, one step ahead though. Um, so two, three, right? So we go in and we, the four and the three set the down screen on the X four and X five, right? And then you're still coming up off of those ball screens, right? Now, what typically happens is, let me see if I have this scenario spelled out for you here. Um, yeah, what we what we typically see is this kind of this scenario here where um, X1 follows one, get the ball handoff, X2 kind of comes over. That creates this gap right here. And um, you can see it, right? It kind of creates this gap going on right here. 
And sometimes when five's coming up off of that screen, we have them duck in right at the short corner and elbow area, right? Just like you were saying with your five, that's where you're placing her, but you were using a man, but same, same, uh, same scenario there. Um, what we're seeing because of the motion and the ball handoffs is that defense is swinging, especially at the top two side to side, constantly moving. Um, and the three and the four, especially at the youth level, the X3 and X4, they're not really doing anything when you set those screens. So what that happens is four, uh, four on offense and three on offense, they just open up towards the ball. Right. So they come and set the screen and then open up and now X3 and X4 are behind them. And now you have a high low situation and, you know, a jump shot, a lay in, whatever um, you actually have position in, in that particular case. So um, that's helped a lot. You know, one of my one of one of the things that I always struggle with. Right. What did we you know, I used to teach, you know, how do you beat a zone overload one side, you know, uh, fast passes uh you know pass fakes um you know uh skip passes right all of this stuff and you know that is the right thing to do but it was such an overload that they didn't do any of it or a little bit of it here and there right well with this what i'm finding is it naturally gets into an overload position it gets the ball swung from side to side uh it gets the defense shifting from side to side uh, and then that's creating the gaps and opportunities, right? So we've run it against a one-three-one, a two-three, and a one-two-two. With a one-two-two, we change it. Just one small tweak we make against a one-two-two, but it's not dramatic. Um, but we're getting layups off the zones, so we're definitely we do. I mean, we do not have shooters either. Uh, so I'm like, you know. I'll, I'll let them shoot it and we'll make it some of the times, but you know, only if, only if we need it. Um, so we, you know, I'm really relying on trying to get short jump shots and layups. Um, right. Yeah. And then everything leads back into it as well. Um, meaning the out of bounds plays, the sideline out of bounds play and the baseline out of bounds plays all lead back into getting set up in back into the offense. If you don't get an initial basket. Okay. And I taught my girls this in an hour. First time they've seen it. It took an hour. And like I said, I do not have, I don't have basketball IQ, you know, top basketball IQ players. So I'm pretty confident that um, if you have, you know, it's kind of average players, you get the continuity going with the down screens and uh, coming up for the ball handoffs. And then as I was saying, you like look at this here for example now then okay now you start layering okay what happens when because what what teams will start to do is they will um they'll switch on the ball handoffs or as you're coming up right off the screens so anytime we hear switch it's an automatic um uh back cut or um yeah, we go, yeah, we open up towards the ball and go to the basket. So this person, the two, this is a this is another version of this is twist where when we hear the three just goes over the top. Let me show um show the other one that what I'm talking about more specifically. Um and we name everything too. 
And the reason I do that is it makes it easier for the kids to remember. Um, and they, if they hear a name, oh, remember to do twist or remember to do, you know, um, uh, uh, messy keeper, uh, right? Or in this case, like in a quick timeout, hey, messy, you know, make sure we're doing messy keeper if we can't get the ball handoff. Let's see where I have this in here. But uh, all of these like reads then off of it are layers you think about. And it allows your um, it allows your your better players to make those read opportunities. Okay, um, you know you can refuse the down screen as well. We got of course the driving kick. You got the roll read. Um, let's see, we went through that. I'm trying to find like the back door too. If you're getting overplayed, um, anytime there's a switch, we have the in this case the two when they hear switch, 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 switch right by the defense two just opens up towards the ball just like in the against the two three zone and they're always wide open for a for a um high low action right sure um because that defender is behind them now right great um, sports social podcast network